0: Welcome to Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood, a podcast about that time of life that tends to take us all by surprise. I'm your host, Karen O'Connor. Let's get right into it. Tell me a bit about yourself. What do you do and how did you end up doing what you're doing?
1: Okay, so I have only ever done art. As in the two D drawing, painting, it's all I know. It's I. I was one of those kids that when I was in around about year nine, I knew what I wanted to do, which was graphic design. And fortunately, my parents could see that I was drowning at school because I was at Somerset, which. But what, back then it was still a very new school, but it was a very academic school. Yeah. And by the time I was in year 10, I was ready to give up school altogether because I just couldn't handle the academic of um, Somerset. And so fortunately mum and dad actually just sort of like went hunting for other schools that had a art, promoted the arts, and Benoa State High School was the one that was sort of like leading the Gold Coast in regards to art. So. For year 11 and 12, I was at Benoa High School, which happened to be our local high school. We lived in Ashmore, so it was the one down the road. And I didn't want to go there because I thought I was going to get bashed up. <laughs> Just because of that coming out of that protective private school environment and into the local public school, I was, I was scared. And it ended up being the best two years of my schooling life. I, I didn't... I I didn't have to get a, what was then called a TE score to do graphic design, which I think now is called the ATAR Mm -hmm. or something. I didn't have to sit any of that, which means the only core subject that I had to take in year 11 and 12 was English. So I did English, I did drama, home economics, and then I did Three art subjects and one of those art subjects was illustration which was a TAFE course that they were doing through two years of of school so I actually ended up at year 12 finishing with an honours degree in illustration through TAFE so that was amazing and I spent I spent pretty much half of every day in the art block so it was it was a good thing to be able to just really hone in on that art and not have to worry about those subjects that you're never going to do anything with. And credit to my parents for actually doing that because at the time I was probably just a grumpy 15-year-old pimply-faced teenager who was just wanting to rebel, if anything, and not really want to go to this public school, which ended up being the best thing that's, that could have ever happened. Because then I built a portfolio and went off to art college because I knew what I wanted to do. So I was able to focus on that graphic design folio and um, build it up. So that's what I did and um, ended up in Adelaide, back in Adelaide, where I'm from, (laughs) and did my graphic design course down there because it at the time, this is going back into the early 90s, was the second best graphic design course in Australia. I did apply for the first, which was Swinburne down in Melbourne, and I didn't get in. And I actually didn't get into the Adelaide one either, but I heard that if you reapply the next year, you you will pretty much get in. So I reapplied. I started my course up in Queen, uh, up in Brisbane and reapplied for it again and got in in the second year. So I went down there for years two to four And then headed to Sydney with my Bachelor of Graphic Design under my arm and spent the next 10 years doing graphic design in in a few firms in Sydney. I then met my husband in Sydney. He's from England. He arrived in Sydney the same year I did, and I met him three years later. So I think we both arrived in about '95 and met in... No, I've met him in 99, so he was there for four years. And that was a pretty quick sort of like relationship as in dating to marriage. It was three years and accidentally fell pregnant on the honeymoon. So (laughs) So that's how we know how many years we've been married because of um, our eldest son. (laughs) And I said to him, because he's from UK and I grew up on the Gold Coast, I said to him, I want to bring our kids up on the Gold Coast because the, the atmosphere, the, the lifestyle for kids is brilliant in Queensland. Just, it's, you can play sports all year round. Like, I was a tennis player and I could play tennis at night through winter. And it just was never too cold, and I love that about the Gold Coast. And so I said to him, "Let's give it two years and see how you go. And if you don't like it, we'll we'll change." And that was fifteen years ago. So he obviously likes it up here. He loves it up here. And then we had I had my second child as well, so we had two boys close in age. And then I just thought, I don't call myself an entrepreneur, but I had that. I don't call myself that because I just never seem to make any money from it. I'm a bit of a dreamer, very creative, very much the dreamer. I just want to help people be artistic but not charge them anything. (laughs) And so I went off to uni again and did a diploma of education so that I could become an art teacher. But what they failed to tell me is that, Art teachers will die before they leave the school because it's really rare. So art teachers that have that background in art, they will never leave the school they land in once they're in the art room. But the way to the art room is via every other subject in between. And I just I was a little bit annoyed about that. I didn't. I didn't want to teach science and maths and history because they weren't my specialty. I wanted to be in the art room. So uh, by the time our daughter came along, which was five years between the boys and her, I had parents asking me, would I help their kids with some like garage style art classes? And I went one better than the garage style. I actually hired a a shed in Miami three days a week. So it it was a new little creative outlet that was starting up, which you may know of as Miami Marquetta. So it started as Rabbit and Cocoon, and it was to be sheds for creatives to be in i just hide it on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday and I'd have to pack all my tables up and put them in storage over in the corner for the rest of the week. And, and then that evolved into hiring that, that shed full-time and then I moved shed because that shed was small and not near the toilet block. And um, so that's where the business started, which is called Mrs. Red's Art Room. And the reason it it beca- the reason I became Mrs. Red is because my surname, which is Whitred, is actually really hard for kids to remember, and they they would start calling me Miss Miss Miss, and I'm like, I am mm, your art teacher, not your your science teacher. Don't call me Miss. So I shortened it. I took the wit out and kept the red and became Mrs. Red. And it's, it, it worked. It, it relates to my business. So Mrs. Red came around and I, I started up the, the business as Mrs. Red's Art Room and it's, and it's stuck. There are people to this day who don't know my name because they just know me as Mrs. Red. <laughs>
0: So you went from teaching children, but you moved into the adult space as well, haven't you? Yeah.
1: So what happened, I was doing, I was probably into four years of teaching, oh, it could have been three years of teaching Saturday art classes to kids. And these were great classes. They were three hours every Saturday morning. And I had one, I had a lot of regulars, but this one regular, she would come in every Saturday and a mum would come in at the end as they all do to see the artworks that the kids had produced. And we'd done this watercolour, uh, watercolour and doodling of a dolphin. So the kids had to trace the dolphin out and then paint with the watercolours, and then with a black pen, do all these doodling patterns all over the dolphin. And this one mum walked in. And she sat down and she slammed her hands on the table and she goes, I'm not going to leave until you turn this into an adult class and I want wine as well.
0: <laughs> I need her name. Give <laughs> name and a number.
1: <laughs> and I was like, right, okay then, all right, let me see what I can do with that. So I was a little bit before my time with this thing because at the time, you may have heard of the term a Zentangle. Have you heard of a Zen Tangle? Let's go back, let's go back 10 years, maybe not eight years or so. Some clever person in America came up with this word Zentangle, which is basically a doodling. So if you do a little swirl, they turned this swirl into a repetitive pattern and called it a zentangle, and they registered the word, So you could not say I'm a tangler or I teach tangle classes because they registered it. So I thought, okay, what, what can I name this class? And I called it wine and untangle. So you're having a glass of wine while you're untangling from life. And Wine and Untangle took off. I ended up doing a Friday night, a Saturday afternoon and private Sunday parties for adults. And that they were normally ladies. You had to bring your own drink along. I, I would sit you down in a class, give you paper, watercolour, paints and the drawing pens. And for two and a half, three hours these classes would run and it's all guided i'd show everyone what to do and the the impact that it gave to adults and and my my market was very much mums with school kids Uh, and it was their release it was their chance to go and do something with their friends chat amongst themselves, have a glass of wine and surprise themselves that they can actually create something without even realising that they could do it. And the whole doodling, like you've heard of doodling because you're from the UK. A doodle in the UK is a drawing. Yeah. A doodle in Australia is something different. <laughs> No. That's the other reason why it was hard for me to put the word doodling into a title because in in Australia a doodle is a boy's part, a boy's <laughs> private part. And if you say, I, like if I say I'm a great doodler, it would just be like, beg your pardon?
0: <laughs> the other one that used to get me when I first moved over was I was rooting in the drawers for something. Mm-hmm. And everybody fell about laughing. I'm like, what? Does <laughs> it just mean scrabbling around in a drawer looking yes. for something? But it actually means yes. sex
1: over yes. here. Yes, that's right. And <laughs> to say that I doodle all the time is another one. It's just like and I've got to be really careful about putting hashtags into Instagram and just just little things like that because doodle in some parts of the world, is a man's body part, is the penis. Yeah. 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 Isn't that weird? Australians know the penis as. We don't say penis. We call it a doodle. Um, (laughs) So
0: so it's quite So You're holding wine and doodle parties. That puts (laughs) a
1: whole new perspective on life. That's right. (laughs) I can't call myself a queen doodle (laughs) because that's just wrong. (laughs) but I love doodling I love doodling and I encourage everyone to doodle you can write can't you you can handwrite can you draw
0: well, this is something I was going to talk to you about because in my world, no, I'm no good at it. But I've I've done some pretty cool things and it goes back to school and that comparison and that feeling like I've got to get it right. If it's supposed to look like a horse or a dog, it's got to look exactly like a horse or a dog. And if it doesn't, I've got it wrong.
1: Right. Um,
0: so that goes back to. My I can't even blame it on my teachers because it probably wasn't. It was probably just me sitting back and comparing to everything, you
1: know? (laughs) Well that's the thing with teaching art and having like that's all I've done all my life. I would call myself self-taught artist because I've just done so much of it, but I've also gained a lot of skills along the way. But it is a little bit like if you told someone who had never learnt to swim to jump in the pool and swim 50 metres, you can't expect that person to be able to do that. And my husband, he wanted to do a triathlon, so he had to get in the pool and go to learn to swim classes to learn how to swim because he grew up in the UK and that was five years ago. And now he's competed in a couple half Ironman, which is a 1.9K swim in an ocean. So it's it all comes down to the teaching and it's and it's no different to art like doodling is a good one because anyone who can hold a pen in their hand can doodle doodling is a mindless exercise you don't need to think about it you just go where your hand goes and it's actually really good for the brain as well because it relaxes you and it just sends off all those relaxing endorphins and and that's why people would Ladies would often, when they finish the class, just go, I feel like I'm in a different zone right now. I'm in this bubble of just calm and I don't want to go back out there into the real life. (laughs) Don't send me home to my family.
0: Isn't that interesting? Because a couple of things come out of that for me. And the first is what you're saying about art is a learned skill, that's not how most of us have it. It's either, it's like singing, I suppose. Either you can sing or you can't. We don't put any emphasis on the fact that you've actually got to learn how to do you it. To
1: learn. You, you, you do. You have to learn. I wouldn't know how to sing. No one wants to hear me sing either. Because I'm no, a, I'm the I'm I'm same.
0: There. I sing all the time. I'm just not very good at it.
1: And, and there is a certain you are natural at it as well. Like my yes. husband can sing. He's never had a singing lesson in his life and he never will. But he can sing really well and he actually sang at our wedding. I knew he was doing it. No one else knew he was doing it and he got up and that too. Blew everyone away with it. And he, he can sing really well but he doesn't have that desire to go and learn how to hit those notes that he can't hit and stuff like that. And it's no different with art. If you want to learn how to draw, then yes, you've got to take an art class to learn how to draw. But say, for example, the wine and untangle classes that I held, that was very, very directed and it was actually it's really basic. Like if there was the, let's just use the dolphin, for example, the dolphin would be a template that you'd trace on. And then I would show you what to do with the watercolour and then give you pages of doodling ideas to do the pattern of the dolphin. That's it. It, it, it is so easy, but it's actually taking that time out to do it. And you, you don't, you don't get the feeling of, of, of what sitting down and doing something creative does until you do it. Yeah. You, you can't, you don't know what that feels like if you don't do it. And another thing that I did, because this year has been so shitty for everyone, I have spent a lot of time on my business just working out just new avenues and how am I going to move forward with it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put out a activity for Australia to do. Everyone's at home in lockdown. Let's give them an art project to do. They have to download the template use whatever art materials they've got at home you're not allowed to go and buy stuff because no one could leave home anyway and this was particularly in the case of melbourne so i put up a free art challenge on my website and on my socials and i was blown away by what happened i had over 200 people download this what was it it was a, a seahorse I had this seahorse template and you had to download the seahorse template, watch the YouTube video that I did, which is just me doing this little artwork of a seahorse, which happened to be Watercolour and Doodling, and just saying, here's the template, go away, use whatever you've got in your house, send your finished artwork in to me and there's a $160 art prize up for grants. And I had 200 downloads, had 31 people actually send their artworks in and I was really surprised that most of the artworks were from adults. I didn't get one male. I didn't get one male adult. I got a few few boys but the lady who won the prize and the prize was just a wheel of names. So I just spun a wheel and it just dialed and landed on, on a name. And the lady who won it was in lockdown in Melbourne. She wasn't able to leave home. She'd done three seahorses. She'd emailed me saying, you don't know what this has done for me. It just gives me time away from everything else that we're going through at the moment. And she won it. And I was so happy that someone who was really experiencing this pandemic you know, she lived in the heart of Melbourne and they had a hundred and something odd days where they were not allowed to leave their front door. So that, again, was a, just a really good exercise in in letting people just sit down for a couple of hours and just do something creative and all of a sudden feel what that feels like to actually do it. But it's actually getting people to stop and, and do something like that, which is the hard part. It is, isn't it? Because it's like with
0: any self-care, we don't necessarily put a high priority on it. We just kind of, oh, I've got to get on with life. It's not as important as me finishing this off or looking after the kids or, you know, doing whatever needs doing.
1: Yeah, looking after the kids is a big one. Mm. We, as mothers, we're great at making sure the kids are busy, but never actually taking time out for ourselves. and, mm. and, Thank you to Carrie who came forward and slapped her hands down on the table and said, I'm not leaving until you turn this into an adult's class and, and it's got to have wine. <laughs> and she's a friend too.
0: So in terms of what you've got available now, you, you still do the in-person classes?
1: I actually had to shut the art room down five years ago, in 20, oh, yeah, almost five years ago. In 2016, because of my second son, Charlie, he was diagnosed with high-functioning Asperger's when he was 11. And the school he was at, which will remain nameless, actually asked him to leave. And this was when he was halfway through year six. So Asperger's kids don't like change, so there was no way I was going to be able to take this kid out of this school and put him into a public school for six months, only then to put him into a high school. Like it just it doesn't happen. He's, he was 11. He, he actually turned 12 pretty much on the day that he left that school and because of his diagnosis, he was allowed to do online school through Queensland education. They actually had a little bit like it, it was always set up as school of the air for all the kids that lived in remote towns out the back of Woodwalk. But because of technology, these schools ended up accepting a lot of kids who didn't fit normal school programs so 50 percent of the intake was actually in brisbane or gold coast surrounds but those kids were just a little bit different they didn't fit the mold for normal school so in order for him to do that he had to have a parent at home full time sitting in the background making sure that he was logging on to his classes and everything like that Fortunately, the landlords of the base that I was renting from, they understood that my reasons were genuine and they said, you can leave, pack up your stuff and you can leave. So I put the business into hiatus. I just basically, with it was one month's notice. I said, I'm sorry, I have to do this and gave them the reasons. It's in hiatus. And, and I honestly thought that I would be up and running again somewhere in six months' time. And during this process of Charlie being diagnosed, finally diagnosed, by the way, like he always had something going on, I just didn't know what it was. And fortunately, the diagnosis made all those psychology appointments that then followed made me understand why he didn't like doing team sport and why. He wouldn't get in the pool for his swimming class because the teacher was different. And all those things I never understood And because they don't like change and they can't handle noises and and all of this. So I thought that it would be a six-month hiatus. In this same time, a dear friend of ours was diagnosed with a fourth grade, fourth grade, term for brain cancer and he passed away 5 months later so this all happened in this whole space of from July through to the end of the year and Charlie also really reacted to having to leave school and go on to this online learning and he started to self harm at 12 which when you've got a 12 year old who's trying to kill themselves. Yes, a paramedic will come out, but they will—they won't take them to hospital because they know that nothing is going to happen at hospital because of their age. They just—I ended up on one of the incidences saying, "I'm not letting you leave. I want you to take him to hospital. He needs to go be away from our home." so that he understands, you know, what's going on here. And we spent five hours in the waiting room of Rabina Hospital waiting to see a psychologist. And a psychologist ended up coming out to us and just saying, I'm really sorry, I'm going to be black and white with you here, but we have got 20-year-olds that are trying to kill themselves and we cannot cannot deal with your 12-year-old. So I had to deal with all of this. And the business was, you know, I was the business was it 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 was it had gone. But what was still happening because of the name I had out there with all kids of the Gold Coast is if I went down to the supermarket, someone would see me and they'd be like, Mrs. Red. And Mrs. Red was a really bubbly, happy person and Jane was not. Jane was was just trying to deal with a twelve-year-old who was self-harming, and it was really hard. And I really, really reclused in that time. I I uh, started growing my hair. My hair was short. My hair was short and peroxide blonde, <laughs> and or platinum blonde, I should say. And um, I dyed it natural brown and started growing it and started like did silly things like wore hats everywhere so that i just wasn't recognizable anymore and then i had a car crash and the the signage on on the mini was mrs red so all of a sudden that was gone too and, and that was kind of a nice thing because that mrs red on the gold coast was just not there so that was six months' worth. Charlie ended up, look, we got him on some medication. He was having fortnightly appointments with a psychologist and by the time he t- was 12 and a half, 13, we were starting to get into to a good place. He was still doing the online learning but he was he was moving forward. He was He was on good medication. He was getting a lot of psychology appointments and started moving forward. So... I started thinking about my business again but not wanting it to be a local business because because of Charlie I couldn't commit any time to anyone. So I just started putting all the art supplies that I had from my business online and started up an online art supplies. So that has ticked along for the last four four years I think it is and opened up a subscription box as well where you could just subscribe to this monthly box of art supplies you didn't know what it was going to be I would do YouTube videos with the contents of the box send the boxes out to the people who bought them which was all Australia-wide and then watch them open them up and create something and that was that was great. The only thing is that it just didn't didn't gain traction and it was taking a lot of my time up. So I cancelled that beginning of this year just because it was just, it was absorbing all of my time but I wasn't really getting much in return. It was just still a very, it just wasn't getting out there. So fast forward to now at the end of 2020 when the world knows what a Zoom call is and the world knows what online learning is all about because all our kids have just done online schooling and this is worldwide as well. Now is the time to get back into those art classes. So I feel that I want to get back into it. I want to start teaching kids art again but I don't want it to be just a Gold Coast business. I want to actually serve Australia because Australia knows what an online education is now. It's easy. I will be opening up the online art classes. They start in February 2021. And I'm really excited about it. I'm really passionate about teaching kids and adults art and now that we've grasped this online world, it's the perfect time to to get back into it. What's
0: happening with Charlie now?
1: So Charlie is in year, he's just finished year 10. So he went, we put him back into public school and he was in that for 18 months. So that was year 8 and half of year nine, and the wheels fell off again. It just, they just, they cannot handle a classroom full of kids. It's too noisy. He was getting picked on because he's always wearing headphones, which are noise-cancelling headphones, but he'd get picked on and it just was, it just wasn't good. So we put him back into the online education again, and he just, because a high-functioning Asperger's They're very intelligent in their field. So things like history was boring to him and he would switch off. But if you were going to talk about science, in particular nature, and then in particular birds, you had him... And everything you'd say would never leave his head, and then he'd just come out with these facts about birds. Like he can tell you all, he can tell you any species of bird and where they live and what bird sound they make and everything like that, because that's how they are. They they really hone in on their on on their focus point. But because he was having to learn science and history and geography and maths and English, he just switched off again. So he was all of a sudden failing online learning because he just wasn't listening to the to the teachers. So we thought, okay, we've got to try and get Charlie into trade school because it's that or it's nothing. He's he's out. There's no way we're going to get him through year eleven and twelve. So he has he went to Australian Industry Trade College in July of this year, and he has done eight weeks of work experience at the local vets and year 11 he starts his animal certificate, cert, uh, what is it, animal studies Cert two certificate at TAFE and he does that at the trade school. So he'll do four weeks at trade school, four weeks at the vets and then when he finishes year 12 he's got another certificate that he has to complete and then he'll be a vet nurse and that's perfect he loves it
0: he loves
1: it yeah so he he just loves working with animals but he, he won't have that academic push to do to be a vet he just academically he won't be able to sit there and study and do assignments he just won't So being a vet nurse and assisting in surgery and everything is the next best thing.
0: Good on him. Let's just finish up with what are your online classes that are going to be
1: available? They start in February. You just have to go to the website, mrsreds.com.au. I've packaged it up for the family. So you can buy for one person in the house or you can buy for three or five people in the house. So if you buy for three, two people can join for free, basically, because you of the package. So that way I'm trying to encourage not only the kids to join the art classes, but at least one parent to have a go as well, because they're not paying for it. They've kind of they've paid for it in the bundle package. And just to be able to tap into it and know that no one's going to laugh at you, you're learning and and the projects are all the same, so it's one monthly project and the ability level will be the difference. So the ability level for a six-year-old is obviously going to be different to, say, a 12-year-old and then again for a parent in their 30s or 40s. But it's, it's learning those art skills and just having you, you don't have to leave home. Your learning will come in, in the form of a workbook and videos to watch. And then there will be two Zoom calls per month with me so that we can talk about your progress through the month and finishing your artwork.
0: So, and this is all downloadable, isn't it? You don't post anything out, it's just downloadable.
1: Yes, that's right. Because
0: and the reason I'm asking that is that 60% of my listeners are actually outside of Australia, more than 60%. So you're not precluding anyone else. No,
1: absolutely not. If someone outside of Australia was to join the class... They might not be able to make the Zoom calls because it could be the middle of the night or they, or the kids could be at school, but they can always watch the Zoom recordings and also there will be the active Facebook group which they can ask questions. And, yeah, it's going to be very, very usable for anyone, anywhere. Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much, Jane. It was really great to talk to you. And so good to hear, because one of the big things for me is sharing people's stories, because we've all got incredible stories, incredible things that have happened to us. And it's so inspiring. And freeing almost to hear what's happened in other people's lives because it just kind of helps us get a bit of perspective into what's going on in our own yeah. lives.
1: And so that whole thing with Charlie was and and our friend who passed away from the cancer, it was almost a blessing in disguise because having the art room, I was away from my kids, from my family. I was so busy trying to keep that art room alive with staff and rent and insurance that I was taking that time away from my own kids and little things like that you you pivot I know pivot is a big word that we're using this year but four years ago I had to pivot to change things because I had a son who was self-harming and you know he's medicated now and, and it's all going well he's getting older and as he gets older he will start to come off that medication because he'll just mature and and he won't have to be, he is a student, he has to learn, he has to do this. When he turns 18, those laws are not in place. He doesn't have to. He will want to. So.
0: Oh, best of luck to him. And to you mm. as well. Good on you for handling it as well as you did. I know you don't feel like you did, but I reckon you probably did. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah there were some tough days there
1: thank you, thank you so, so much all right yeah all right bye. bye bye
0: thanks for joining us this week on menopause marriage and motherhood make sure you visit our website middleagedwomensstuff.com where you can subscribe to the show in any of the players or via rss so you'll never miss a thing If you liked this show, you might want to check out the webpage, which gives you lots more information about both our host and our guest, along with heaps of other resources. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday and Friday for the next episode. And that's all for this episode. We can't wait to see you next time.